Over summer, we're having a little break at tea with the Queen, but that doesn't mean you're left empty-handed. I'd like to share with you some early interviews from Season 2. Our listeners love all our stories, but these ones in particular stood out. Please enjoy. Why do you love it so much? I think if you own your own business, you have to be prepared to take risks. Being a woman doesn't hold you back from achieving success. Yep, so if you're struggling, just stop and pause and and really reflect on why am I struggling here. But I've also worked really hard and telling me it's luck, I think, just takes away some of that recognition of the hard work. One last question. Welcome to Tea with the Queen, a show where I talk with some of my favourite go-getters, inspiring and courageous women in leadership and business. I'm your host, Emma McQueen. I'm a business coach, executive coach, author and speaker. And for 20 years, I've been working with women to unlock their potential and get paid their worth while doing work they love. Some are born to do it and others, like me, well, they can't run away from a stage or a camera quickly enough. Unlike today's guest. Farah Mack is an Australian actress with roles in Neighbours, the ABC's Utopia and the recent film The Very Excellent Mr Dundee. She's amazing. She herself is very excellent, as you'll hear shortly. But what floats her boat these days is her passion for self-worth. She founded the Self-Worth Movement to empower women to discover their true worth and find their authentic voices. I really love this interview and I know you will too. Farah, it's so lovely for you to join us on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited and a little nervous, but very excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. Oh, there is no need to be nervous. I'm excited to chat to you about your background. Tell me, let's dive right in. Did you always want to be an actress? Yes, always. I think if there's a gene for acting, I think I was born with the acting gene. From the moment I could walk and talk, I was performing. My mum tells me stories about when I was about three years old, she would take me shopping and I would go up to random strangers and chat and perform, which I think was really challenging for her because she's naturally a very quiet and shy woman. So it started very young. And then when I was about nine years old, I used to gather all my cousins together and I would write a script based on neighbours. <laughs> So I would take inspiration from the TV series Neighbours. I would write a script, cast all my cousins, and then I would direct it and act in it and basically force the entire family to watch our amazing performance. Oh, freaking brilliant. I love that. So, yeah, from the start, I actually got my first agent when I was about 11 and my first acting gig was on a music clip with Olivia Newton-John. Whoa. Which was very exciting and I just I still admire her so much. So that's where it all started. I really love the art of storytelling because I think it can move someone emotionally so much and people can resonate and experience what the character is experiencing as they're watching the film or the play. So it's the art of storytelling, I guess, is what really connects in with me. Oh, and you're so good at it. You went to the famous NIDA, the National Institute of Dramatic Art. Tell me about that. What was it like? Was it a boot camp for thespians? <laughs> I actually love that boot camp for thespians. That is definitely something my husband would say. I actually didn't get into NIDA until I was in my 30s. It's something I had dreamed of my whole life. I knew about it from about the age of 
probably 11 or 12 when I first started professional acting classes and I always wanted to get in. But then when I, so I acted up until in my early teens and then I lost all my confidence and I went out of acting in my early teens purely out of not feeling good enough, I guess, and having no confidence. And then I moved into the music industry and advertising industry in the sales area and it wasn't until I was made redundant from my job in advertising when I was in my early 30s that I just went, I'm going to take this opportunity to follow my dreams and bring back that dream of getting into NIDA. So I auditioned when I was in my 30s. So for me, it was just an amazing experience. I was the oldest by far. Um, (laughs) So I guess having a lifetime of life experience under my belt, I didn't really see it as the thespian boot camp. I was just really grateful to be there and to be finally bringing my dream to life. And I met some amazing people. I'm still connected and still have coaching with one of my teachers, Alyssa Down, who is an amazing female filmmaker. She's known for The Black Balloon and more recently, Feel the Beat, which has been a number one worldwide hit on Netflix. So she directed that and now she's got lots going on. We actually had a chat last week about my short film that I've written. So she's giving me some guidance and direction on that. So NIDA opened up a lot of opportunities for me. Yeah, I love that. And you've worked on some big productions like Neighbours, Love Child, Utopia, most recently the feature film, The Very Excellent Mr Dundee. It must be always exciting to get chosen for on-screen roles. What does that feel like? Oh, there's nothing quite like getting that phone call to say that you've landed the role. For me, the audition process is the work and then getting the job is the bonus. So I love receiving a casting brief and being able to create a backstory for the character, understanding why she would think a certain way, do things, say things, all the things that she does in the scene, kind of understanding her thought process and what led her to make those decisions and then having the opportunity to create that character. So getting the actual job, being able to be on set is the bonus. That's the win. The the job is the audition. Yeah, it's very exciting and I love being on set. I feel kind of alive. It's where my sparkles really sparkle at their highest level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't fathom any more sparkling than you've already got. I put got, some but... <laughs> sparkle on for you today. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I love sparkle. So just um, changing tacks for a minute, what is the self-worth movement and why have you launched it? Okay, so the self-worth movement was created to educate, inspire and empower women and girls around the world about self-worth. It is my passion and purpose-driven mission to help women know their true worth, to know who they are, what they stand for, and what they want to say. So I believe self-worth is a practice, and I've created this as a call to arms, to empower women to know their worth, but to also have a sparkly space for all things self-worth. And more importantly, I guess, to bring ease and simplicity to the journey of self-worth, which can be overwhelming and daunting at the best of times. So what we're doing is bringing awareness to the importance of self-worth and simplifying the journey to knowing it. I started it originally from a poem, which I think I've talked to you about before. So many years ago, I wrote a poem called She Shines, which was written at a time where I personally was rising out of the darkness, I guess you would say, of experiencing domestic violence. So I remember seeing this woman on a train and I looked at her and I She reminded me of me. So she was beautiful and she emanated beauty, but I could see there was something going on behind her eyes and there was insecurity and doubts and fears. And the poem kind of just 
flowed through me. The poem came out of me and years later I turned the poem into a film. So I've since adapted the poem into a short film, which we've got a really amazing female creative team on board, including Thea McLeod from Neighbours as our casting director and Susie Montague from Ride Like a Girl as our executive producer. It's set to be a powerful resource to inspire and educate and empower about self-worth. Along came COVID and put us all on hold for that. And from that, the silver linings was the self-worth movement was born. So I had written the poem, I had written the film, and then I was working with the life coach at the time and she said to me, you need to keep evolving with this. There's something more that has to happen. And the self-worth movement was born and then we created the first product, which is our Worthy Woman Affirmation Cards, which I'm very excited about. (laughs) And they're beautiful. The illustrations are beautiful. The words are beautiful. They're really amazing. Why don't people value themselves as highly as they could or they should? And do you feel like it's particularly women? That's a really good question. I believe that self-worth is an intrinsic gift that lives in each of us. Just like we all have a heart and we all have blood flowing through our veins, we all have self-worth that dwells in us. Like I think of it like a body part, which is a part of who you are gifted to at birth. But the thing is, there are many things in life that can bury our self-worth deep down inside. And sometimes it can be buried so deep, we lose sight of who we truly are and our true value and power. There are many things that can adversely affect self-worth, bullying, becoming a new mum, health issues, financial pressures, exhaustion and overwhelm. And of course, any trauma-related experiences also have a major impact. Many women I have spoken to who have experienced self-worth issues have experienced it from childhood. The side effects of self-worth can look different to different people, like people-pleasing come into place, perfectionism, poor body image and self-sabotage stopping yourself from succeeding um, can take over if we don't have a strong sense of self-worth. I think for women in particular, going back to your question about females, I think we naturally put others before ourselves. And when you do this for too long, your self-worth can be eroded. The good news is with self-care and self-love, which we're all about at the self-worth movement, your self-worth has a powerful healing force to renew itself and help you sparkle and shine brighter than ever before. So I think we need to make it a priority to prioritise ourselves. Then we become the best version of ourselves in every aspect of our lives. So yes, I do think it does affect women more just in general because we tend to put others above ourselves. Yeah. And it's really interesting to me because the work that I do, as you know, is mainly with women. It's a very, very well-kept secret that I work with men, (laughs) but I mainly work with women. And some of the self-worth issues and the imposter syndrome and inner critic and self-sabotage, it all happens really young. Yes, And it's parents and teachers and how we've been brought up and, you know, just the traditional stuff, if I just think about gender, what a boy's brought up with and what a girl's brought up with and all of that kind of stuff. And so sometimes it takes a lot to relearn. It's like untangling spaghetti yes. in order to actually put yourself first. And I think that's why when you become a mum and when you're juggling all the things, it isn't the same as being a bloke. Mm-hmm. Blokes are more able to put it into different compartments and women do hold the majority of the mental load that happens. How do you find your own self-worth? 
I think from my own journey of a lifetime of searching for it and losing it and finding it through making myself a priority and constantly investing in myself. And that can come from different things, self-care, self-love, education, pampering myself, you know, all of that sort of stuff. I've been on a journey of self-discovery for many years and have searched to uncover my self-worth so it shines bright like a brilliant diamond. And now I feel like my self-worth has become unshakable. However, I still you know, have doubts and fears pop up. I've experienced that quite a bit lately starting a new business because it was all so new to me. But knowing my worth and my purpose keeps me on track and allows me to shut down any negative thoughts or self-talk quite quickly. I've also worked with a counsellor for years doing CBT therapy, which has really helped me shift from the not good enough mindset, which is something that I experienced for a long time. And I'm a big believer in affirmations, as you know. So I write them, say them, sing them. I have them on my mirror, on my vision board. Only yesterday, someone actually said to me, do you believe in affirmations? I was a a healer type person and I was having a chat to her and she said, do you believe in affirmations? And my answer was, yes, I believe in them wholeheartedly, so much so. I've created my own. (laughs) So I've gone and created them (laughs) because I'm really a believer in affirmations. So I think... The self-worth journey is investing in yourself and prioritising yourself. Yeah, and most recently I did your seven-day self-care, self-worth challenge, which was amazing. And to keep myself accountable, I posted every day so that you could see (laughs) that I was doing it and tagged you in it. And I think the thing for me is self-care doesn't have to be big massages or expensive things. Actually, it just is about being mindful. It's about having gratitude an attitude of gratitude and it's just those small things that help us care for ourselves and talk to ourselves better absolutely versus talking to ourselves like a piece of crap because sometimes we do talk to ourselves yeah yeah that's what I often write about think about talk about as well is treating yourself like you are your own best friend because you are your own best friend and if you're treating yourself well and prioritizing yourself and investing yourself then you're going to be better for everyone around you, for your family, for your friends, for your work colleagues. So having that kindness and compassion towards yourself, I think is so important. I feel like our generation, I think kids now, we're teaching them more about self-care and self-worth, but maybe our generation, we grew up that self-care and self-love was selfish or um, Mm. a bit too indulgent and you shouldn't that was a bit of a no-no, but now we're... Or maybe a bit woo-woo. Yeah, but yeah, the woo-woo side came in as well. I think it just wasn't really understood. But now we are understanding that just like they talk about on an aeroplane, if you don't put your mask on first, then you can't save the people around you. So it's really that simple if you just think about that analogy. Yeah, I totally agree. Speaking of children, you have four. Yes. How do you encourage them to find their own self-worth? I am so big on affirmations with the kids. We have daily chats about self-worth and the power of affirmations, literally daily. And I do this as a family unit and also individually with each child. I also actively encourage them to use positive affirmations each day. And we use the mirror technique together, which I have shared a little bit about on stories, but it's basically writing your affirmation. For example, if it's I am worthy, whatever the child, that particular individual needs at the time, I'm fearless, I'm brave, I'm confident, whatever it is that they're needing to work on, we'll write that up on their mirror, look in the mirror, and I'll say to them, look at that beautiful person there, that's your best friend. And then we'll say things like, 
I'm Levi and I'm confident and I'll get him to look in the mirror and say it. So they've each got things on their own mirrors and we write with a blackboard marker because I like white on my mirrors, but you can use a whiteboard marker if you want different colours. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> Surprise it's not pink and sparkly, but whatever. Oh, is there some? I have to find that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. All right, on to it. I'll send you the link later. <laughs> awesome. Um, so we do this. Like I make them do it daily, basically. I really enforce the message of self-worth because even though I'm an advocate for self-worth and I do it daily, kids are faced with adversities through different apps, you know, TikToking, Roblox, Minecraft or just FaceTime chats, Instagram, whatever it is, there's that comparison monster that comes in and all of that sort of stuff. So there's things that I can't control. So all I can do is help them stand strong in their worth by doing the things that we do at home with the self-worth affirmations. I also actually say a prayer for my children every night. So that's a big thing in our home. And we, I do that individually. I go into their rooms, I put my hand on their head and I say a prayer in a kind of non-traditional way. I'll, um, my prayer is, you know, thank you for my beautiful daughter who is kind and courageous and help her to always be compassionate and thoughtful. So I'm weaving affirmations in to the prayer and then I get her to kind of say, I am beautiful or I love myself through it and then we'll do our amens so we weave affirmations into our evening prayer time as well i love that and you know it's so interesting to me because kids are just little sponges right which is scary when you think about social media and it also means that they're easier to influence so yesterday i was doing a story on instagram about growth mindset and the power of not yet so, you know, instead of saying, so Carol Dweck coined the phrase, the growth mindset, 1988, I think it was, but she also talks about the power of not yet. So instead of saying, I can't cook, you say, I can't cook yet. Yeah. As you're learning. I mean, anyone that knows me knows I can't cook. It's fine. <laughs> and I don't want to add I yet. choose not to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm good at Thermomix, but that's about it. <laughs> but my daughter was listening to me do this story. And then when I got off the video, she goes to me. So, mummy, is that like riding my bike? I can't ride it yet. And I'm like, that's exactly right. And you just don't realize, you know, the power of our kids listening to us role modeling and setting them up for a life of success. And um, it was just a great reminder to me that, oh my goodness, they're listening to everything. Yes. Big brother. (laughs) That is so good. And I love that because I've been working with my daughter about riding her bike as well. So I'm going to talk through that not yet thing. And just when you were talking about the kids always listening, the big little mini big brothers, I was meaning to contact Sue from me time because I heard my daughter on FaceTime the other day to a little friend saying, oh, yeah, my favourite brand is Me Time. You might not know it yet, but it's Me Time and they have like these cool T-shirts and stuff. And I was like, just like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. I have to tell Sue. <laughs> oh, you need to you need to tell yeah. Sue. Yeah, my daughter loves the Me Time. See, she does Me Time. So we do, we say, you know, you need to have some time to yourself or Me Time. And she goes into her room and plays with her Pocket Squad oh, dolls, which you yes. know I love. P.S. Brand new clothing out today, just saying. I will be jumping online. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's really important for them to understand that they can actually take themselves away and they can have time to themselves and it's okay. I just thought it was a really good reminder that, one, not yet, it's a great reminder, but also that they're listening to everything that we do. Mm -hmm. So as we wrap up, how do you advise other women 
who might be lacking courage, maybe what are some practical things that you could leave us with? I guess the most powerful thing is invest in yourself because you are worthy. Invest in yourself. Invest in your future self. For me, it's taken me years to discover and own my true worth. So I almost felt guilty about investing myself. But now I know that if I don't invest in myself, then I'm not the best version of myself for everyone else. So I want to help other women uncover their own self-worth without the overwhelm and knowing that they are worthy. So self-care, self-love, make time to get to know yourself, be kind to yourself and love that person. Find the things that you love about yourself, focus on that and then let the list grow. Treat yourself like you would treat your best friend like we talked about before. I think that's really important and you are your best friend. So go on a journey of self-discovery to get to know you, your purpose and your values. I think when you discover your own true worth and know how worthy you are, it's like magic. Like magic happens, you'll attract beautiful people into your life and things will start to evolve. So that on that, surrounding yourself with an uplifting sparkle squad who will support you and be your accountability buddy through moments when you might detour off your purpose-driven path. And of course, we'll come back to practicing positive affirmations daily, (laughs) daily ladies, Mm, because it only takes two minutes. Literally, that's all it has to be. If you're time poor, which we all are at the moment, if you want to do the mirror exercise, write it on your mirror. I am worthy, for example, is my big one. I still have that on my mirror. And just look at it as you walk past the mirror and say it to yourself. Or sit in the car, look in the rear view mirror and look in your eyes. Give yourself a smile. There's so much power when you smile at yourself and you see the reflection back. It will just You can see yourself now. You're smiling and you look amazing and it brings so much joy. <laughs> so true. And I think the other thing is you've got the affirmation cards and you're working on affirmation cards for Little E's as well. Yes. So the Worthy Woman affirmation cards are our first collection that have come out and we're so excited about that. There are 32 unique illustrations by a divine Melbourne illustrator. Each one is named after a value. So we have beautiful, capable, kind, courageous, resilient, authentic. And uh, then the cards talk about that value and how to enhance that. There's journaling prompts, exercises, and lots of great content to help you know your worth. And we've also got the Sparkle Squad Girls cards, which is for eight plus or tweens with gorgeous illustrations, wonderful content to help inspire, empower, and encourage your daughters to know their worth and be the best version of themselves. Oh, look, and the affirmation cards are gorgeous. I'm such a fan. And I also know that you do speaking and you run workshops with mothers and daughters and you do all types of different things. So where can people find you and where can they find the affirmation cards and where can they book you? Yes. So, well, I'm always on Instagram. If you want to find me, just jump over to Instagram. I'm there. So look us up at at the self-worth movement or our website is theselfworthmovement.com. All of our products will be available there. And also, if you want to contact me for speaking, workshops, events, just send me an email through the website. I love that. Thank you so much for coming today. Is there any final thing that you would like to tell our audience? I would just like to remind everyone that you are worthy and you are loved. Awesome. Thank you so much, Farah. I can't wait to see you go from strength to strength. And thank you so much for chatting with me today, Farah. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. I absolutely adore you. And thank you for having me on. It's been wonderful talking. That's Farah Mack. 
That's it for this episode of Tea with the Queen. If you love this episode, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And you're very welcome to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us with promoting the podcast for others to listen to inspirational topics on leadership and business. And if you want to contact me directly, all my details are at my website, emmamcqueen.com.au.